What up, what up, what up, what up? How is everybody doing? This is Demi, your host of That Arsenal Women Podcast. You wanted a podcast. You got a podcast. Let's go. So before I start, I need to apologize because this episode should have come out a couple of days ago on Wednesday, but no, it's Friday and I've delayed, so I'm sorry, but I have a good reason. I have two good reasons, actually, and I would like to share. So as you know, I'm a very open person and I like to share a lot of things, not only regarding Arsenal women and football as a whole or women's football as a whole, but also a little bit about my personal life. So I am happy to tell you that I'm now officially a U.S. citizen, which has taken a long time. So I had uh, some things to do regarding that on Wednesday. And then earlier that day, I am also happy to say that I became a certified life coach, which is a massive dream of mine, something that I had wanted to do or I was interested in for a long time. But I found the time during covid to really hunker down and study and apply myself and work really hard. And a year later, here I am, being able to share with you the news that, yes, I am also a life coach, podcaster, musician, life coach, American, no less. And don't get me wrong, I'm still, will always be Venezuelan, but you know what I'm saying. So with that out of the way, what I wanted to talk about today is, I know it's going to be a little weird and strange because you might not expect it, but I want to talk about the the beauty of the inclusivity in Arsenal women and in f- women's football in general and how it has uh, had a, an impact in my life. And furthermore, how it has allowed me to develop empathy, which I think it's one of the most important human qualities anybody can possess. For those of you that don't follow women's football, and if you start getting an idea about what it's all about if you go past the sporting right and you start following the players and just the the sport as a whole you will quickly notice how much of a embracing community it is and specifically how much they embrace the lgbtq community a lot of the players are openly homosexual and they are advocates for equal rights and for the LGBTQ community, and it's incredible. It is absolutely incredible. You will also see a lot of relationships in between the players from the same club, from different clubs, and and stuff like that. And this was also, this was oh so, all oh so, whoa so. It was also uh, interesting to me because it was the complete opposite Uh, as to what happens in the male sport and and just male-dominated sports in general. So I started, I just started thinking about this and the importance of that and how beautiful it is and also how difficult it might be for a lot of the men that, of course, without a shadow of the doubt, are also part of the LGBTQ community, but they cannot say it for whatever reason. And I mean, I can't, even begin to express how not a an expert in gender issues I am. But if there's something that I've learned from 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 women's football, specifically from Arsenal women, 
is to be open-minded, to try to learn about these things, to exercise empathy, and try to understand how much this particular um, dimension to our lives and to their lives can mean a lot to a lot of people. You have on one ha on one hand, as a whole, right, how in a macro sense, right, okay, you know, the right thing to do is embrace the LGBTQ community, right, without a shadow of the doubt. And Arsenal, actually, Arsenal Football Club, with gay gooners and other associations, but specifically gay gooners, I believe, is the first LGBTQ um, fan group, I believe, in the entire um, Premier League. And it might even be before the Premier League was formed, as a matter of fact. But anyway, I'll, I, I should have done a little research on that, but I, but I haven't. But the point is, on a macro sense, yes, what's right, what's just, is to support LGBTQ, uh, the community, the same as other minorities and so on and so forth. But I'm talking specifically about this issue. And on a micro sense, I have seen the impact that it has had on so many young people that can relate on numerous levels. And this is where the intersection of so many things, not to be redundant, but converge and they meet in how the impact that these players are having on people is and can be greater than in men's football from a professional standpoint, from a personal standpoint, from an identity standpoint. And this is one of the reasons why I love this team and this squad and why I love women's football. And this is not a this fetish fetishized, you know, idea of, of um, the players, right? It's absurd. It's insulting to, to anybody involved. I'm talking about the fact that there are young people that are in the LGBTQ community, whether they're lesbian, gay, bi, um, you name it, they see that their favorite players are also part of that community. And that is something that has to be magical, right? If for me, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, there's a Venezuelan professional footballer and you're like, oh my God, I feel so identified, awesome. Imagine if you're part of a minority of a minority of a minority of a minority and they all intersect and you're able to relate and they're playing for your favorite club and your favorite position and you're playing your favorite sport and they have battled the same battles that you have faced. So that is something that, that has struck deep within me a, a, a chord. And I've tried to be very sensitive and to learn from a lot of that and how this dimension just simply doesn't exist from what I can tell in the men's sport. And there are many things that um, the women's football doesn't have and that they aren't and so on and so forth. And as much as I don't like comparing, and you've heard me say this because it's about the women's game and specifically the women's Arsenal women's squad, there's something to be said about a benchmark that has been put in place or, or whatever the standard has been and how it relates to this side of, of, of the of the pitch, not to be too um to to football uh language lingo friendly, you know what I'm saying? 
So when this sort of ties into the empathy component that I was telling you about is, and I'll try to explain this. I can support this team because of what it gives to me and me alone, period. And I could leave it at that, right? I could just say, okay, I love Beth Mead and I love Leah Williamson and I love Jordan Knobs and I love past players as well. And you name it, I love everybody in the squad. They get to represent the club that I love. They're stellar athletes. They are basically the only squad that are making me proud to support Arsenal, that are making me get up in the morning energized, excuse me, and super interested in watching. You know, I would not wake up like I once did at four in the morning to watch the Arsenal men play anymore. Absolutely not. And I'm, that's fine. You can, you can think I'm less of a fan if you want, but I, I just, I'm not connected anymore. Whereas with uh, the women, I get up at three in the morning, four in the morning, four thirty, five, whenever I need to. They, uh, I, I, they excite me. They make me want to wake up even an hour prior to watch the to to read up on the lineups. And uh, I get a whiteboard or a piece of paper and I start thinking about how I would line them up and all these things like a child, like I did back in the day when I first started getting into the sport. So I can do that. That could be the dimension in which I stop or or, or the track in which I'm in, right? How it benefits me. Then I can also think about uh, how in, in the sporting sense, they it expands from the women's football club team to a uh, situation where we have national teams, where it's the Dutch Lionesses or the three Lionesses or the, the you know Brazilian team, Venezuela with Dana Castellanos and so on and so forth. So then you start getting into the sport as a whole and then that's how it affects me basically and only me. And I can try to help you relate to that and people that are uh, come from a similar background or have the same interest that I have or I'm able to turn them on into the sport. That is all amazing. But that that is all with me in the equation, right? To a degree, the common denominator is I. And where it sort of dawned on me where where it was like I found it, right? And, And why this, why I'm so passionate about this particular dimension to the sport, a.k.a. women's football, is because... I'm able to exercise empathy and not make it about me as much. Or aside from make it about me, I can also make it about other people. And what I mean by that is I think about how much it could mean for another fe- or female, a woman, a young girl, let's just say my niece, that uh, now can see all these players in a playing incredibly high standard football in on amazing stadiums and all these things. And instead of there being a ceiling to this sporting influence that they might have now, if she grows up in, in, in becomes part of the community or, or feels like her identity is um, represented by one of these groups or she's, she can relate to one of these groups. 
and some of the players in our team are of, of that community. And she feels empowered and she feels guided and she feels supported. She feels illuminated by the path that they have set for her and they have proven to her that not only can you make it as a woman and be a professional football player, not only can you make it in life, regardless, depends on countries and cultural you know, backgrounds and laws and all these other things, but as a whole, to try to simplify this overly complicated topic, you know, you have gone through your life in, in, in a community where you've been maybe not accepted, but you've had to pull through and fight through as a member of the LGBTQ community and as a sporting person in general. Uh, with all the misogyny and all the toxic masculinity that is part and parcel of the universe, let alone sport. If you combine these three or, or two of them, it, it, it just one of them is hard enough, right? So where, how does this apply to me now, right? Because us is what I mean, right? So you have how the sport in, in the club affects you. Then you can take a step back and see like, okay, wow. This can mean so much more to some much to, to other people that also might need it much more because the, the as much as like you know us us men sometimes we feel like our our sport the the teams we support is such a big part of our of our identity it's nowhere near as much as this this is a whole different level of um like I said identity of uh, sense of belonging. In, in so many ways. So then there's the, the other element of, okay, it, this what means a lot to me. The, or this is what it means to me. This is what it means to a lot of people. What am I going to do with that information? So when you're put in a situation where you're benefited by something, but you also know that it benefits more, many more people in a much more powerful, impactful, loving way what do you do about it well the answer is simple you keep supporting that and then you support not necessarily in unconditionally but you support fueled by other people so you take yourself out of the equation and th that in, is my belief or i believe that is when things started it st start meaning even more i know it sounds kind of weird you know, because you're like, well, how is it going to mean more than what it means to you? And it's like, no, that's that's where, you know, true love and compassion and more than compassion, it's empathy, is is trying to put yourself in other people's shoes and, and relate to, to what they might be feeling because we felt something different. So because I've felt, I've never felt this particular thing, but it, I don't have to, to know how meaningful it can be. And you see it every day. If you're part of this wonderful community, you see how many retweets and how many you know conversations are engaged in which they fans mention and i'm not talking about young people only i'm talking about journalists i'm talking about other athletes they're constantly helping each other out constantly you know promoting rights and campaigns and donations in in you know articles and it's just absolutely wonderful and when you see that and if you don't get enamored by that 
feeling of true friendship and through community. If you don't feel that, then I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. I think it's such a magnificent display of love and embracing people. And of course, it it gets to a point where it's 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 too much, right? And it it becomes about gossiping of uh, regarding who's dating who and all this other stuff. But don't even get to that point. Don't even worry about any of that stuff because it's not of your business. It's not of my business. It's nobody's business. It's absurd. What I'm trying to say is if you are looking for the purest form of the sport, of love, of identity, of support, of community, this is one of the main reasons why women's football is important to me. And I believe it can be important to you. And I know it's important to so many people. You don't have to belong to the LGBTQ community the same way you don't have to belong to being a woman or the group of women um, or being a professional footballer. Like you don't have to relate in every single, you know, dimension to understand that this can mean a lot for a lot of people. And it's paramount, I think, especially nowadays post-COVID, in a world where where we see anti-vaxxers and all these other things and people that have these uh, personal agendas all the time, it's very important to keep that group mentality, right? And to keep sort of the greater goal, the greater good the at, at the forefront. And that is why I'm doing this. This is why I'm trying to have this platform is to show in another way my love for the things that I love, right? And the things that I know a lot of people love. And that I, the things that I know that love a lot of people. And it's just wonderful to know that this community not only embraces people that belong to that community, but they embrace somebody like me, a heterosexual cis male, um, you know, that, and I feel as welcome as, I have, if not in more areas, in in I'm telling you, in the male in the men's arsenal uh, landscape, in which I've uh, belonged to as a fan, but also in recent years through blogging or being a, a guest on on numerous podcasts, from time to time you hear people criticize that I'm not from London, criticize the fact that I've never been to an Arsenal match at the Emirates criticize the fact that I'm not in sports, criticize that I never play professionally, criticize and criticize and criticize and criticize. Of course, I do get embraced and I get a lot of cool comments, but I get the negative comments as well, like the lack of credibility because I'm not this or I'm not that. That has never been anywhere near a reality uh, with a women's sport. As a fan, as now a podcaster, nothing ever has ever come close to just the smallest, faintest idea of negativity or criticism or, hey, you don't belong here, or blah, blah, blah. It has always been from day one the most wonderful, receptive, open community. And I feel it every time I go on Twitter. It's like, okay, where are my people at? Okay, cool. What's what's up with Woso? What's up with female football? What's up with, with the people that I follow? And I want to know news. I want to know all that stuff. And it's just wonderful. It's a, it's a big family, and I'm telling you, if you feel, maybe you might feel a little lost, 
right now in your life. You might feel a little, even as an Arsenal fan, you don't know what to do. You don't know your team is in shambles. Great. The Arsenal women aren't. I'm telling you, they are not. And your life is going to be greatly enhanced the more you support them, the more you see how much they support, and the more you see how many people support them because of things other than vanity in terms of, or, or vanity is not the right word, but just like bragging rights, you know, um, more than because they have a cool kit or because, you know, we have Messi or Ronaldo or whoever joining our, our, our squad. It's more than that. It's deeper. It's more pure. It's more authentic. And I think it makes us cooler. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening. Please rate, subscribe, share. I know these aren't the typical Arsenal podcasts as far as match reports and all these other stuff, but there are plenty out there. My role is to offer you something completely different, something that is going to make you either understand why we love this sport so much, why we love the, this squad so much, and hopefully it'll get you to watch some matches and support them because they need our support. They're still, it's still a young sport, and the more we support the more everybody's going to benefit, not only the, the squad and female football as a whole, but remember the fans that need that those role models and that identity and that, that sense of belonging that needs to be there, especially in their younger years of their lives, where it's the most important. We'll talk again soon. <laughs>